0: Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, we're back at it again. Another great podcast for you guys, and we search high and low and find you the most contemporary up-to-date stuff that's popping. And if you know anything, then you know there's been a couple wide-body buses being built by Kenny Fitzer Design for Original Cascade that have been all over social. These cars were originally designed by Robert 3D Art. He's got a YouTube channel with a bunch of CGI built buses, Ghias, Porsches, all kinds of stuff. And he does a phenomenal job in the world of CGI. Original Cascade is coming out with a new brand of shirts. Their uh, other company is FB County, and they're coming out with a new line, uh, relaunching a brand by the name of Original Cascade. They wanted something special to go along with the brand launch. So they decided what would be better than to build two VW buses that are off the charts. They started with another shop, they ended up going to Kenny Fitzer Design. Now Kenny Fitzer, you might ask, why is that name familiar? Well, you probably know Kenny Fitzer because you've seen him before for sure if you've watched any episodes of West Coast Customs. He's on over 100 episodes as a shop manager there. But more importantly, you'll know Kenny because he's an OG VW guy from way back in the day. In February 1995, VW Trends Magazine, the Gen X issue, his bus, Wet Dream, was on the cover and had a full feature inside And this bus was built by Kenny himself when he was 22 years old. He's been a VW guy since inception. He's built some of the most unbelievable custom cars that you can envision for multiple companies, not to mention his long, long history building prototype vehicles for the big three manufacturers and other manufacturers around the world. Kenny's got extensive experience in building cars of any type, not just Volkswagens, and once you listen to this podcast, you'll realize the only guy that would have been able to build these wide body buses was Kenny Fitzer. I got to meet him not once, but twice met him the first time we sat down, knocked out a podcast. I had some audio challenges with that first podcast, came back, did another podcast. And this one, we got locked in solid for you guys. He's a great guy, uh, hardcore VW guy to the core, still has two VWs at home that he's waiting to put some time into and bust them out to unleash them on the VW scene. But this SEMA show next week, you guys will see, and I'll bring you with some live updates from my Instagram live. We'll be there with the buses when they're debuting at the West Coast Customs booth with both these buses, the 15 window and the single cab. These are the wide body buses. They've been widened 18 inches and they're unbelievable. These aren't just show pieces. These are fully functioning vehicles. That's what Kenny specializes in building, a fully functioning, usable vehicle. And I've seen these things in person. I've touched them. I felt them. I looked at how they were coming together. And I can tell you this right now, I drive one in two seconds. I want to drive something that's usable that you can drive, that you can pull in and out of driveways, you can do all that stuff with. And so these buses are purpose-built, not just to stop you in your tracks and help launch that brand original Cascade, but also to really perform. So I'm excited to see these things out there. I'm super stoked I was able to go and see them in person. And I know you guys are jazzed to hear this podcast. If you guys are ever in the Corona area, stop by KPD Designs, check them out. I mean, the guy does phenomenal work, and he can if you can think it, he can build it. That's what I can tell you without question. Uh, I've gotten to know Kenny over the past couple of times we visited, and he's just 100% solid dude, man. I can't say enough about the guy, OG VW guy from way back. So uh, without any further ado, guys, let's get into the pre-SEMA event with the cars that are going to take SEMA by storm. The wide-body original Cascade bus is built by Kenny Fitzer Designs on this week's podcast. Let's Talk Dubs. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. let Volkswagen. Volkswagen. So on today's show, you guys may be seeing all over the internet, there's been a couple wide body buses that have been going a little bit crazy on the internet. I mean, they're all the talk and you might be thinking to yourself that the guy that actually has those buses, the guy that's doing, you're like, well, who's this guy that's putting his hands on these buses? Well, the guy that's actually building those buses is an OG VW guy. You may remember his, uh, his 1960 23 window bus that was on, the cover of VW Trends Magazine in 1995. It was all over the show circuit. The car was called Wet Dream. And on today's podcast, I've got uh, Kenny Fitzer with Kenny Fitzer Design. Kenny, welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? How are you? Good. <laughs> so we're doing this uh, We're doing this one more time. We had a podcast earlier, and I had a little issue that uh, went sideways, so we're, we fixed that. And the way we always start the podcast, I mean, you're doing huge things with this bus. It's going to be, in my opinion, this bus is going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be all the talk of SEMA, I think. I agree. Um, and the way we always start the podcast is, what's your VW story, and how did you get into Volkswagens?
1: Yeah, VW story. Obviously, I was brought in with you know a bunch of kids in my family, and my dad drove a 64 Volkswagen Bug from Minnesota all the way down to Orange County when they got married and with a couple of kids, and I was kind of born into this, and in Orange County, and... First experience growing up was a sixty-four Volkswagen bug sitting on the side of my house my whole entire life. Really? Yeah. And then when I was about twelve years old, my dad rebestored that Volkswagen for my oldest sister.
0: So all so you had a bunch of family, a bunch of kids and stuff in the in the family. Five brothers and sisters. And your dad was what do he do for work? He's a rocket scientist for NASA. And he really he really believed in like you guys putting in the effort if you're going to have a car.
1: My dad never actually anything in life. My dad would never even fix the stove. We had to fix the stove ourselves. Fix the backyard, build this, build that, concrete. Everything was always hand done by us. Like he would never allow anybody to come in as a contractor to help build anything. He would read a book on it and go fix it.
0: Now with with your dad, with your dad being, um, you know, that guy, why? I mean. He, it wasn't like you guys were poor. You had the money to do it. What What was it about your dad that he just wanted to do You know, it's funny. Our whole life I
1: thought we were poor, my honest opinion. Yeah. I never knew. We never understood what my dad did. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and we knew my dad worked for, you know, NASA and all this stuff and traveled the world and all the everything. But it was like, oh, we had to build a Volkswagen. It's obviously putting in having six kids, not knowing what we had. It was, just, it was just about building a car. Like, hey, all right, the next car we have already won here, so let's just fix it up. Like that's why I thought of it. Never thought like you couldn't afford it. Right. Or I was you buy something as just so we have a sixty four Volkswagen bug, let's just restore that.
0: And so your first car that you get when you're when you're and what where is this you're growing up at this time? In Fountain Valley. I was born and raised there. So Fountain Valley right out, right next to Huntington Beach over there. Yeah, it makes a miles square park. Right and, next to Miles Square Park. And your first, I mean, growing up in Southern California in the 80s, right? That like all the rage is Volkswagens.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, everybody seemed to have, especially when I started building my 12, it seemed like everybody had Volkswagen. We go to high school, people had Volkswagens. They were building and restoring them. And, and I was like, once I restored the first two, two or three, yeah, one for Maria, Heidi, and Susie. Each of us got a Volkswagen. They each had a Volkswagen. open really? window rags, 64, I think it was 63. So we had already restored three Volkswagens.
0: So what do you think it was? What do you think your dad's thing was with Volkswagens?
1: I don't think it was a thing. It just happened. I mean, yeah. obviously, back then, a Volkswagen bug was cheap, you know, and they basically hooked the trailer to it, and they camped around the world. and they drove from Minnesota all the way here with a trailer. And they, I mean, obviously, that was a car to buy back then. I mean, I don't think it was like, obviously, my dad's from Europe, so I don't know if that had anything
0: to do with it. I'd love to ask that question, like, why Volkswagen. So, is your, is your dad your dad originally wasn't born here in the states?
1: No, my dad was born in Europe, and then when the war hit, he was actually sent on a boat.
0: Oh, by his family.
1: Oh yeah. Oh wow. Mom was already here. His dad was actually um, Hitler's tailor. Oh wow. It's funny. Yeah. My dad, my grandpa was like, "Hey, you need to go. Like, you need to go back to your mom." So he shipped her
0: on a boat and went through all that bullshit. And wow, that's, that's like a, that's that's a whole separate podcast oh, by yeah. itself. <laughs> so. So when when you first get it, when you first get the opportunity to have your own car, what's your own car that you get? Sixty eight square back. So your first car that you riding through uh, riding through found Valley is sixty eight square back.
1: Yeah, because I the whole time building these cars, you know, look through magazines like we all did, Hot VW yeah. you know, Trend, trying, trying to find the best. Like, oh my God, what's an inspiration to me? Like, I always wanted a square back, and my dad like why square back? Because I just wanted to fill my windows. I wanted something cool and different, and. I don't know, it caught my attention. I bought one for five hundred bucks when I was fifteen and my dad I wanna shave the windows, I wanna shave the rear tailgate, I wanna shave this, save that, I wanna take the body off the panel, I wanna paint all red, I want a red engine, I want I want the whole whole show car. So
0: right out of the gate, you're a custom guy.
1: I was totally went- I was building and running right the gate. Well, I don't who, know why.
0: What do you remember? Any cars that first inspired you? Like something you saw that just like sticks in your like man that that's. The I car. think
1: that you know the squareback that was had the graphics on. I think you showed me the picture of it. The squareback had the graphics on, crazy graphics that was yeah. cut and like in the truck. Yeah, that was an inspiration to me. And like there was a gear. There's yeah, a bunch G- of cars. George
0: out. Delfino Shockwave. Yeah. Yeah, the Shockwave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But obviously, I couldn't afford them like that. I was like was 15 years old. Right. But I was always trying to push the limits already as a kid. Like I was. You know, we all, all our neighbors had Volkswagens and a lot of the kids my friends had, we all would build Volkswagen. They would all compete against each other with squarebacks and notchbacks and this and that. And everybody came to my house. Anything would happen to their car. Obviously, my dad was the guy to go to. Everybody was at my house. So we have five or six, seven. The Volkswagen clubs would come down. Hey, my car won't work. This won't work. And my dad would be.
0: And now you, your dad was like, like he could listen to it and tell you what's wrong with it. Like he'd had that much experience with them.
1: Building all these cars, I mean, he even with his even we had a sixty uh, like a seventy two Dodge Van, piece of junk. Right. and We would pour the motors out of that. This is what's wrong with that. Do this, do that, all day long. Really. We have motors out of the front of the car, the radiators out. Anything was broken, we just fix. So it wasn't like, I mean, obviously, being a rocket scientist, you read up on everything. So he understood technology, understand this on motors, this. I just. Like we build our own motors, we build this, we build the trannies. You'd be like, read a book. Everything, huh? So that's how I got involved in learning a whole process. And then when I, you know, obviously got older, I want to learn everything.
0: And so what? So you build this? You build the squareback, and now the the big car that you really put on the market, not on the market, but the car that really kind of everybody remembers is Wet Dream. And Wet Dream was a, a sixty twenty three window, was blue blue and white. Was it a turquoise and white? and cover of uh, hot VW – or cover of VW Trends magazine, excuse me. Uh, What's the feeling you get when your car is on the cover? Like, you get your car done and it's on the cover. I mean, I guess that's every
1: American dream, right? Is to build a car that's a cover of something. Right. And people just are like, that's badass. Like, that that was all inspiration to me is, like, I wanted to build something that everybody would enjoy. I think I always felt that way. Like, not just myself, but it's like, if I want – I always had a taste, but not everybody likes different, certain tastes. Right. So what I built was like, I, that's my like my dream to have something that big and efficient a beach vehicle, being at the beach. Oh, yeah. Like, is that going to grab everybody's attention? But as a kid, I was like, I wanted to build the sickest car ever, like Chrome this, Chrome that, because I saw all the stuff like Shockwave and those cars. Like, I couldn't afford a lot of that, but then once I got, I worked my butt off, do what I got to do, chrome, chrome plated the whole undercarriage, did everything, so...
0: So what's, what kind of job do you have at this time? To, like, where do you—hold on. Where do you find the 23 window?
1: Actually, I went to Vita Parts in Huntington. Or actually in Westminster. Right. And they were like, hey, this friend of mine has a 23 micro, I think, a Torrance. Uh-huh. And I'm like, really? I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But I, back then it wasn't a I, I thing. It wasn't I was like, a big deal, right. I'm like, dad, this guy's selling a 23 window for two grand. Can we go look at it? Like— you know, with my dad, I don't know how my dad's going to react. We already have all these cars, and he's like, yeah, let's go take a look at it. So we drove down there, and I was like, Dad, I really want it. It was all originally gray, and I mean, like teal.
0: Um, the like over a mouse gray and white?
1: No, it was the, uh, the red, the oh, burnt ruby. orange, burnt oh, okay, orange and white. Oh, ceiling wax. So it had curtains in it, had marijuana in it. It was crazy. It was all full hippie. But he had went to the military, and the grandma was selling it. So I was like, Dad, I really want it. It's like, all right, done, sold so I jumped in it, had first and second gear, drove it all in M P C H in first and second gear. Really, home and I was like, all right, I no joke. I got it home and I was really tearing into it.
0: So, you get that car, you build it, you go through the whole process to build it. You do the mo- do you do the you built the motor and everything, everything solid crumb plated motor, everything. So you do all the parts and pieces of that thing. What's your dad? What's your dad's reaction when you the thing gets in a magazine? Does he think you're overbuilding the car? Like, why are you making it so nice? It's a car.
1: You know, it's funny he never said that. Really? I mean, I would strip every single square inch off, every little piece of metal, with bare metal, with every little detail. We put a massive sound system. That's when he called me stupid. He's like, why are you putting this?
0: <laughs> why, why are you putting this 400-pound box in the back with subwoofers?
1: Well, it was funny is he helped me wire it. He helped me do everything. We put little tweeters. Like, in the headliner, there was eight tweeters in the whole headliner. You couldn't see them. At had 32 mm. speakers in the bus, and you was going to see four. Really? So it was kind of cool, but he's like, I want to listen to Mozart. Like, that was his big thing with Mozart. If Mozart sounds good in it. Then we can do it. I'm like, really? dude, I want,
0: to, like. <laughs> I want to rumble the streets. Yeah, basically that's what I did. I
1: mean, but it was cool to see. And he never said nothing. I don't care what money I was spending into it. And he helped me with some of the money. By the end of the day, when I ended up selling it, he's like, all right, I'll my money back. Oh, really? But it taught me a lot where like, even though it was given to me for my parents, it still wasn't for free. Like, I got, you know, whatever was left over. Sure. But it just taught me a whole different, like, you really, whatever I put in, if you're going to sell it, we want to…
0: Want we'll my move. investment back, yeah. But that's how I learned, I mean. Yeah. But it's… And so, what what system did you have in What type of system? AlphaSonic. Alpha AlphaSonic, everything? Back in the days, yeah. They really? gave me everything. Really? You got sponsored? So, you worked on the sponsorship stuff early, huh? But I didn't know.
1: Like because I had I first launched the bus and then people were like hey sponsors I was like I sponsored, like right I didn't know, you know for I just did what I loved and that was it I mean people right. were just driving off what I did so it was kind of cool just to see people stepping like a, nowadays it's different now since I know I've been in the industry for so long yeah but not knowing what that meant I was like oh I'll just have fun and take the car so that you goes
0: and, you show the car for how long do you show that car for I think two or three years I think before I sold it and then what what makes you decide to sell it
1: money. Come
0: on. Right. As a kid. So you're like, uh, you're,
1: you're no, like. No, I was like, if, if I'm going to sell for this much money, everybody's like, you're, there's no way you're going to get that kind of money. Right. No way. It was like.
0: What'd you sell it for? Like
1: $32,000, 30000 something, something ridiculous but from back in the days. I mean, we're talking.
0: So 32000 bucks you sold, which is huge money back That's then. That's what I'm saying. It's massive. Huge. And you sold at Pomona or where do you sell it? No, I was at a car show.
1: I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was. And the Samoan guy's like, hey, you want to sell it? I'm like, yeah. Big old thing. Everybody's like, you're going to sell it? I'm like, yeah. If he's got the money, sure. You're yeah, and he he's like, money. <laughs> he came back and forth. He's like, all right, buy it. And my dad's like, all right, we want cash. He's like, all right, meet us at the bank. And then MoFo pulls up, fucking 32 Gs. And he had a, I remember exactly the bag. They brought it. it, had a strap on it and a freaking like white and colored bag. And just 32 Gs. $32,000. I was like, and, and he's right. like, he didn't
0: even drive. He's like, all right, can you take it to the dock for me? is really? the doc number and put it in, I'll see it in Hawaii. And now does does that guy you sold to still own it today?
1: Uh, he's in prison, as far as I know. Uh-huh. And there's a guy who reached out to me, supposedly and says, I have your bus. Yeah. And I've contacted him to try to find out if I could buy it back, but I haven't got any. But I think this guy left out the shop and this guy. If he sold it, I think he'd be dead. Because if a guy comes out of prison, he'd be dead. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen. So I has got
0: some round stories, but. But do, do you, is it still in the same condition it was when you had it, you think? Who knows?
1: He's like, I asked him for pictures. I'm like, hey, can you send me pictures of it? Right. Because like, I'm wondering
0: if it's. So he just randomly reached out to you recent, I mean, within the last. Not the owner, but the guy. The guy who has it now. Said, hey. He's like, hey, I
1: have your bus. Really? He's reached, he's called my parents once. They have your son's bus, blah, blah blah, and I'm like, my dad's like, oh, excuse me, I call my son.
0: So did he track you down through the magazine? You think? Maybe he couldn't by internet. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Was,
1: but I have his number still, and I still want to like I tell him I, when I go to Hawaii. I've, been, I've always been looking for. I ask people, hey, have you seen? Twitter? What, what island is it on? It's on it's on North Shore.
0: North Shore. Yeah. All
1: right. Well. So one day, but I have a feeling that might be a when lot more. When people listen rust.
0: to this, we'll be getting some phone calls like, "Hey, bro, I know where your bus. <laughs> I know where your bus is. I want to buy it back." So. You sell that bus, and now what are you doing at this time for work? Like, uh, you know, because you've got this shop here that does an unbelievable, like you do unbelievable work across all car brands. It doesn't matter what it is, you're working on it. People might remember you from uh, West Coast Customs. You were on the TV show on that for like a Seven, seven years. Seven years, like quite a few episodes yeah, on that. 120 episodes. 120 episodes. So a lot of people might recognize you from that. But where, what, where does your background, like, how do you take this hobby and, and take it right into a career? What's crazy is
1: right when I was 18, I went into college. My dad's like, go to college or get a job? And I was like, went to college, and I was like, dad, this isn't for me. So yeah. he's like, so what are you going to do? I said, can I open a shop? I was 18 years old. He's like, yeah. So he gave me a couple grand, and I bought a compressor, and I pretty much had some work lined up, and... I was building
0: Volkswagens and Hot Rods. What, what was the name of your first shop? Fitzer Designs. Fitzer, same thing. Fitzer Designs, huh? And uh, any, did you build any cars or help some of these guys build some of these cars that were on the show circuit after yours was done? I have a lot of vehicles that are in magazines still. So. And so, if these guys are out there looking at their old old Hot VWs and VW Trends, there'll be a lot of cars that came out of Fitzer Design, painted by Kenny Fitzer. Because you started out. I mean, when you open your shop, are you doing everything, or are you just doing paint body, or are you doing- I was building
1: restoring? of paint.
0: The fold, the fold The
1: yeah. Anything, the, doing porch piece or white bodies. I was doing uh, porch with white
0: bodies, everything. And how long do you have your own shop for? I think right on two years. So in two years, what makes you decide to shut down the shop? My mom. Yeah. Kenny,
1: you think this is just a game. You have all this money and you keep spending like water, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, okay, I gotta get a real job. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was money, it was great. I was just a kid.
0: So, you're right. So, everything you're getting, you're just getting all pocket money yeah. type stuff. And you're, you're, you're not looking at the hours because you're putting 14 hours or something, just to give the guy a flat price. Like, oh, I'll do it for 800 bucks. And then, meanwhile, you got two weeks in the thing. I never lost money, which
1: is good. It's just right. my mom's like, maybe you should look for something. And then I went on to, because it was hard. It's like, I'm doing it by myself. And then we had somebody actually came and st- broke into my shop, stole all my spray guns, my welders, everything out of my shop. Oh, wow. Man, maybe that's a sign. And I got an offer to work for a company called IED West Coast, which is a prototype car studio building, doing clay models and stuff for the, for the, uh, the industry.
0: You said IED West Coast? Yeah. That's the name of the shop? Yeah. It was, in, it was actually in, in Huntington. Yeah.
1: So I worked there for a little bit, and then I had a client to call me from Metal Crafters. Like, hey, do you want to work for a company called Metal Crafters? And I was like, who's Metal He's like, well, he's the largest concept car building in the world. And I'm like, "I never, like, you need to learn to take, you need to learn to this. And I was like, I have no clue how to take. I'm like, I know make really good. He's like, gonna learn get tigs. I went to Reese Millen's shop. And I'm like, Reese, can you teach me how to tig? I had an uh, interview the next day. Yeah. And one day we were tigging. I'm like, all right, perfect. Shut up the door. It's like, all right, here's your tig test. Make test. I'm like, perfect. Here you go. They're like, yeah, tig well. I'm like, oh, thanks. to learned yesterday. Really? So I ended up getting a job there and then. I've been there. I was there for almost 17 years.
0: Now, what kind of stuff did you do over there?
1: We built all the OEM concept cars for every every major manufacturer on the road.
0: So, I, I played this game with you last time. I was trying to name cars to see if you had anything to do. So, like, the FJ Cruiser prototype.
1: PT Cruiser.
0: PT Cruiser. The, Challenger. The, the Viper.
1: The Viper. The, the Challenger. The, cha- the Charger. The Challenger. Viper. The Ford Bronco. The Dakota truck. The original Dakota truck. All the Ram trucks. Um, all the Nissan minivans, Mazda 3, so let me Mazda ask, minivans. like.
0: Let me ask this question. Did every one of those prototypes have to be a running,
1: driving vehicle? 90% of what we built at Metal Crafters are, were. Mm-hmm. So That was a big thing that Metal Crafters were known for.
0: What Was it concept outside and then barely barely able to drive up on a stage and whatnot there? So Chry-
1: Chrysler, most of them actually, most of the Metal Crafters built was... They'd be driving platforms, or we build platforms with motors they supply us. And Chrysler would do a thing called ride and drive at the end of the show circuit. After we showed at Detroit, they would take all the journalists
0: to go actually drive up those vehicles. Oh, so they would have to be like as close to what it's going to be in a production on the inside. But although it's prototyped, so the the, the data the the went up and down. Everything.
1: Yeah. AC obviously didn't work. Yeah. But the windows were up and down, doors open, closed, lads drove. So we'd be journalists, we'd sit in the car, we'd normally go with the mic. They would fly me to like we went to Fisher Island in in Florida. On the island, we have bring all the cars and we bring all the journalists in and we put them all in the cars. Like every different every day is a different group of journalists and they basically basically tell a story on that, Right? They write the story. Sure. So That's how you got them to drive these cars to write stories about your vehicles. You so like put them in the vehicles and.
0: So, of all the concept cars you were ever involved in building, it, is there? Is there any concept car that, that never made it that you thought would be like the coolest car ever and you think they just blew it by doing that?
1: Well, I mean, every car that I'm fucking bad. I mean, they start out badass. Like there was a truck, there's a truck we built, a yellow truck we built that was similar to a Dodge truck. Like the SRT 10? So it was monstrous. It was sick. It's like a semi version, but it's sick. Really? I mean, but you, you know they weren't getting our production. We built the ME412, which is a quad turbo supercar. That was supposed to be the Chrysler's, like, supercar they are supposed to build. Right. And the four-point-something million-dollar bill we did. Insane. Like, 240 miles an hour. Like, fastest—it was, it was the fastest supercar in the world at that time. Really? And—but you wish it would have hit, but, you know, I mean, you got that kind of money.
0: Now, working there was stuff—when you guys were working on stuff, was it all top-secret stuff you were oh, working yeah. on? You, like
1: Everything ID card and you didn't say nothing. Or oh, got, really? Oh, yeah.
0: And guys that get fired for, like, telling all their buddies, oh, yeah. oh we're working— If like, you
1: posted something— you're probably gone, or you're gonna get sued. Really? Yeah. It was it was that bad. Everybody, you knew, cameras everywhere, and you you walk in the building, you can't see a car anywhere. There's nothing. There's bays everywhere, and all the different codes there, every single door. There's really? A different build. Oh yeah. We did like ten builds every at a time.
0: That's crazy. It
1: was crazy. It was. I mean.
0: So it's kind of like your shop here, because I'm looking at your shop here, and it's like you got ten things going on at once over here. So. It, maybe more. So yeah, you got a lot going on here, man. And if any of you guys are, I mean, I hate to have people darken your doorway, but uh you've been super friendly to me, man. Every time I've showed up, just like welcome me in and let me check out the shop. And 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 I think maybe part of the part of the issue is maybe people don't see cars being built like this, you know, the 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 magnitude of the breadth of the different brands that you do and the different type of work that you do. Cause you'll do everything from engine to suspension to body to paint to I mean everything all in house. I mean short of upholstery right now. And uh and it's it's pretty incredible. Um my, my thought, you know, I, I start thinking, how do you, so you go to, you end up leaving uh, metal, metal crafters and you go to West Coast Customs. How does that go down? Got divorced. Okay. <laughs> you get divorced and you're like, so. So obviously living down there, I mean, it was an hour drive for me every day. Right. And
1: I, you know, I had gotten a divorce and it was like, okay, my 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 girls are my life. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows my kids are my number one thing in my life. And once I had divorced, I was like, I need a place to go. So Chip actually was like, hey, you can work for me on my like, chip. I love work for you, but you're just as far as metal crackers. Right. And so I, the, I can't. And that's do it. two
0: hours a day out of your life just sitting yeah, in traffic and, and, on a good and I day. gotta drop him
1: off at of school. I gotta pick him up, be like, what is coming? come alive. I'm like, that's still you know, I'm going late and come, you know, got to pick him from school, and I really wanted to be involved in her life.
0: And when you said Chip, you mean Chip Foose. Yeah. So you are you know Chip just from being in the Oh, yeah. Well, I, for I built all
1: his cars, the metal cappers I built the Foose Coupes. I built everything with them. I built a lot of science.
0: He, does he use that for, like, custom metal work and stuff like that? He works um, with those guys? I remember,
1: Foose Coupe was not, like, a basic custom, but it was all machine, full composite, Correct. carbon fiber. That's stuff that he doesn't do. That All those cars were built in our house. And then Don Voth that had the Riddler content that we won with – he had built a bunch of cars there with, and I would build all the cars with Tara and a bunch of clay models that Chip would, was down there. So me and him became pretty good friends. And he's like, one day you're going to come work for me. Yeah. And it just it just happened. Actually, he called Ryan and said, Ryan, you need to hire this guy now.
0: Oh, so he's, he's friends with Ryan. And he's like, hey, man, this guy knows how to get, I mean, and and maybe the 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 mental training because you've worked in a facility that's got 10 things going at once. Like, it seems like a lot of people really can't focus on doing multiple projects at once. It's like, they're, they're just, everybody's concentrated on one vehicle, getting one vehicle done. And from the from seeing the TV show there on uh, West Coast Customs, it looked like they had a lot of builds going on at once. And there's I don't think there's a lot of guys that can, that have the mental capacity to kind of oversee that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And so was the fit, well, I mean, obviously the fit was fairly well because you were there for quite a few years. Yeah, I
1: mean, obviously we, we became family, which is the biggest thing for us. I mean, he was close and he allowed me to do what I wanted to do. But he when I first got with him, he knows he was financially upside down and losing his house and everything. And I really helped him as a friend and also as a business, regain the whole business and blow it up back to where a better quality, better relationship, better people coming in. Like, Me and him had that relationship that you couldn't touch. I mean, and I wanted to stay with him. Yeah, because,
0: I mean, obviously, he's pretty good at marketing, right? He's really good at marketing his business. And some guys are super, like some of the best fabricators are the world's worst marketers, right? They can't get any marketing out there, but they're real. the best kept secret is what I call them. The best kept secret of any industry, right? So so you're there for up to seven years. years. And some of the projects you worked on, some of the notables was like, I, I never, I don't recall seeing an episode on the two door uh, charger. Is it the charger? Mm-hmm. But I thought it was super cool. The one they had the general Lee mock-up Were you involved in, in, in that type of stuff. And, and, he built three or four of them on those. Like, Because
1: he built the one that he always had, the generally two-door.
0: Because before seeing your shop, I thought like, man, how nice could that thing be? It's got to be kind of junky because, you know, I mean, to take a, two, a four-door make it a two-door and have it look right and doors close all that stuff, you know, I've seen a lot of hot trash. As a car guy, you see it all the time. Like, oh, it looks really good. You go up close and check it out, and it's just trash, right? But now seeing the stuff that you're doing here at your shop, I mean...
1: Yeah, but that's different what I do. I mean, because... We, we remember we're an engineering house as well as a design house and fabrication house. Like most of these houses you walk into their fabrication studios, they have no clue how, what engineering is, right. or how to get down that path. And, you know, coming here, you see
0: stuff you've never seen before. That's why yeah. people are like, what the hell are you doing? Like, right. I mean, you're, you the, the, the way you conceptualize a project and start moving forward from that standpoint is completely different, which is, which kind of brings me to what we're talking about. Now, the, the buses, the wide body buses that you're building. Now, these, well, we're skipping a step here because you're over there. So w- w- wrapping up what I was talking about, the chargers, I thought, you know, these things, I, I wonder how nice they are and all that stuff. And I never, I never saw an episode. Maybe I didn't watch the episode on it, but I never saw one. So I thought, oh, maybe they had some issues with that car or whatever the case was. But seeing the stuff you're doing here, for you to take a, a four-door and make it a two-door, not a, it's not an impossibility. It's a pretty basic task for you. Everything he was doing was, I remember I had done 30 years ago,
1: everything he was already doing because right. I built in the prototype world, I was already building this stuff that he never even
0: can touch. And in the prototype world, they give you a rolling chassis and they say build now, this on it or whatever. Prototype,
1: do? you would get a either motor or something to say, this is what we're gonna do and go build it. Like a lot of times we built our own chassis, tubular chassis, this because you would build four door cars that didn't exist, suicide gall wings, crazy stuff that you couldn't use platforms. You had to build your own platform. They just give you a motor and say, Okay, this is the drivetrain we want in it figure it out like and you build everything from scratch sometimes there is no drivetrain; you're building your own drive chain. but we we're building cars from ground up from the bodies to clay models to you know rolling models i mean everything rainbow and we we're doing a lot of military and aerospace stuff so i got tied into doing that kind of stuff where it's like what's next step like we're always thinking what's what can i do to make things better and quicker and faster that was my goal through life was like fuck i got all these cars how am i going to get done faster and sooner so i started working with the engineering company our engineering group at metal like really trying to focus on how I could push level every single day like, and not be dealing with all the, the shit on it. Because I it, it felt like I was wasting my time building stuff forever, like six, you know, 32 weeks, whatever, it just wasn't worth it. I was like, man, I gotta figure out how to build stuff faster. That's why i
0: So, and that's, that, that process you started over there at Metal Crafters. Mm-hmm. So like trying to figure out, okay, Here's the end result working with engineering firms. So, like, give me a way to make this work so we can put it into CAD, machine the piece, do that kind of stuff. Disassemble it. Yeah. And so, build it. And that kind of changes the thought process, right? When building a car, I mean, it, it's different than because we were talking a little bit, you know, outside here, talking about these buses. And I said, man, I mean, how difficult it is to make these buses. And you're like, this is child's play compared to what, because you've already got two thirds of the the deal there, and all you have to do is just make the outside look cool. You're not engineering how the transmission goes in and the, and the cross beams and supports and all this kind of stuff. So you're over at West Coast Customs for how long? Seven, seven years? years. And then what makes you decide to leave and start your own, your own company?
1: Well, actually, when I left there... Because Ryan moved to Burbank, and I was like, I'm Ryan, I'm not moving to Burbank.
0: His whole shot, his whole operation's mm-hmm. in Burbank and now?
1: So we shipped him out there, worked there after the six months. I said, I'm moving you yeah, out there, but I'm done. But he needed me to start filming still because we were doing Shaquille O'Neal's car still and some of the stuff they really needed me still. Um, so once I went there out there, and then Chip was like, you need to come work
0: for me. So Chip's like, you're already here, just just come another 10 yeah, miles. Yeah, now my kids are older, from.
1: so now I can commute a little bit more. So you go to work
0: for Chip then. So Chip finally gets you to work for him. So
1: I worked there for a year, built a riller contender, went all that stuff, and then I was like tired. I think it was about time I start my own shop. Yeah. So, got the money together. So hold on, I'm tired. I'm going to start my own business. No, but it's like all I'm doing is making money for everybody else. I feel like sure. I'm not. There's no destiny. I'm doing what people want me to do. Like me and Chip had the exact same mind. Right. I was. He was, I knew what he wanted. He just told me, "Hey, I want this business," and I go build it. Like, wasn't it?
0: Right, so you guys think alike, so when he sees the, the end result, it's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, of. and
1: he'd be coming on, on a plane, hey, here's a quick set, go build it. So it wasn't like he had to come back and it wasn't being done right. He already knew in his head, I can't have any passions, can't do this, I need this, much, I, need, I knew everything he wanted because I would watch watching his stuff. Forever. Right, right. So, you know, it worked out well, but I was like, there's got to be something better out there for me. Like, it just wasn't my gig. I was like, it's cool, but... So you started KPD how long ago? So I opened it um, about six years ago, and first started as um, zero to sixty, and started building that brand um, with a partner. And then it just maybe wasn't really working out that way. But we—I was building cool shit, getting a reputation, so people still who know
0: I was. But partnerships are very difficult, especially if they don't have a work there and they had no interest in the business. Correct. If they're just looking at a balance sheet, and and because there has to be something to say, because in the automotive industry, to to, to be in this industry. Passion overrides some of the smart decisions, right? Because your attitude is like, we're going to get this done. We're going to get X, Y, and Z. And I, I, I'm i building it. It doesn't make financial sense. It's a stupid idea, but I want to be the guy that builds this. And and if you're just an accountant looking at a balance sheet, you're going to say, nah, we're not going to do that. And then it kind of takes the fun, right, out of...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think out of, my ideas are all my ideas, and nobody ever going to take them from me. And you're right, balance sheet doesn't matter, but... It was always something where I wanted to be on my own. Like, I was, like, buying it. And fit. you
0: kind of feel the pressure of somebody over you, right? Like, you've got to— I,
1: I ran the business anyways. It just, they don't, they wanted the money. They wanted this. And I was, like, just not working out. It, right. It was too complicated.
0: And just... So then you ended up changing it back to KPD, which is a little variation on your original business name, right? Fitzroy Design. So that's Kenny Fitzgerald Design. It was Design. just funny because I saw my old original purple card— I had my hat on backwards. <laughs> your pictures, like a realtor early days, you get your head, you get your picture on the card.
1: Well, I always had my hat. I always, I always had a hat. I, it was just a face, wasn't my face. Put the hat on backwards and just said Fitzer Designs. I still have that original business card. I
0: want a picture of that business card. But I was right. like,
1: actually, my attorney and everything is like, you just need to use your name. Everybody knows you as Kenny right Why are you trying to cover it well, up? Well, that's
0: the things? thing. It's like, it's kind of the most important part of branding, right? Everybody knows who Foose is. Everybody knows who all these guys are. They're yeah, but Boyd, I never
1: put myself as. I'm the brand. Right. It was always about what I did. Like everybody knew what I did. It wasn't right. about my name or who I am. I
0: don't know.
1: I mean, I'm a hidden secret to a lot of people. Like, how do you not know who I am? Like, like who you are? I was like, I don't need to put myself out there. I just want to build. My whole goal, like through life, is like building something different that nobody else could have, or right. do something something that nobody. Else. But I also wanted to share that passion I had. But it's so hard because our technology here is so over the top where people are at. Because I brought all the. Concept car of the hot rod world, right? Fast, yeah. Like I'm a machine. My girls are like, "What are you doing?" Oh no, no. People don't understand what I'm doing.
0: Well, and and that perfectly segues into the wide body buses that are out here. Like th- these wide body buses. Now, how do these whole things? How does this project start? Because after walking your shop, the first thing I said to you was like, "I don't believe there's another shop that could ever do these buses." especially in the VW world, because the VW world just does things one way. They just do it the way that they do it, and that's it. And, and you do things quite a bit different over here. The wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> you do things completely different than most. Most restoration shops are just take it apart, clean it up, fix it, flatten it, and put it back together. Here, you're doing completely different than that. So how does the... So now the buses you're building, they're for FB County, and they're launching a new brand called... And Crusade and Cascade. Original Cascade, which is some heritage back that the company started with it. They're, they're, the guy's dad started, right? I think dad ran for somebody, yeah. So this company goes back to like 1933, and they're and they're like, they want to launch this brand, and they they see a concept online of these wild, wide-body buses, and the guy's like... Wants to do these things, how do you get involved in this project?
1: No, like I said, they they reach out to me and, and said, hey, we have a project that you want that wants supposed post bike buses made some white body buses. Just on an on an email, and I was like, I think Instagram or email? I think Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Whatever you need. You know, I said once you set up a call, so we step a call. And I was like, and I was talking to Dustin, and I was like, yeah, I bet they want to build these freaking white bodies on Instagram. Because he had just showed me a couple weeks ago. Because everybody's looking at these things, right? Yeah, because he knows I'm a Volkswagen fanatic. And I was like, he's like, check out these buses. I was like, oh right, cool. Like, but the same thing, just rendering and people like people think that they're real and stuff. I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. I mean, everybody can render shit. Like you see freaking Range Rover slammed on the ground white bodies. But th- most of it's just not, not
0: buildable. feasible,
1: right. I mean, anything is feasible with the, with the amount of money. I mean, right. Don't get me wrong, I'll build I'll doesn't build any matter. of that shit all day long. It doesn't so you're, scare you. You're
0: me. going out here on the podcast saying any concept anybody has, KP, I'll you figure can build it out. It. It's not interesting. You'll build it. I don't. I don't believe. I'm a anything. believer. Look, like I've been. I've been to the shop and I. I've seen what you're doing here, and some of the stuff you're doing is is kind of so simple most people wouldn't even think about it in respect to some of the way you're you're getting things to happen because you've been down that road so many times before. So so I'm I'm a buyer on that, but so. This guy comes to you. FB County comes to you. Say we want to build these. So, so they t- you tell Dustin. I bet they want to build these buses. And sure shit, I am gonna call them. is like, hey, have you seen this? Can you Google this? I'm like,
1: yeah, I can Google it. Let's pull out the single cab. We have a single cab. And then like, all right, cool. You know, we're gonna build it. Basically on the phone. That's what you want. I want to match this exact car. Basically, I want to. I want to match my brand. So we go through numbers and kind of put some stuff together. And then he
0: called me back like the next day. He's like, what do you think we built two of them? So, you put a budget together on a concept like this, you can put a budget together. So, you can I already know what I mean. He telling me takes. this is the
1: car, you, you gave me a car,
0: and you're familiar with Volkswagen to begin with.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I can do it with IndyCar. I mean, I already know you in, I mean, in my head, I already know platform, what I got to do, what I'm machine, what parts. I mean, I can walk away in a picture and, and tell you exactly how much it's gonna cost in minutes. I mean, just because it's been in my insurance, sure, sure. Quoting a building for so long, I know what it's gonna take, right? But I this was like, this one's like, Okay, yeah, this one's gonna be cool to me because I have Volkswagen. I'm a Volkswagen fanatic, especially right. a bus fanatic. Right, right. And I was like, I don't care what it costs. I want to do them. Like, right. I'll give them a great price. I just want to do them, and this is what's gonna happen. And then he like,
0: "Can we do two of them?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm down." It's like really? two For SEMA, I'm like, easy, no problem. So he's gonna launch the brand at SEMA. Is is kind of where he's launching the the first official stuff to kind of brand the clothing. So I guess the whole idea for that is for
1: launching the clothing is, is not even launching the clothing. It's just, it's just guilty by association. Right. These are fucking badass buses. Whose are they? It's always going to be guilty by these every counties in Cascade. Right. And that's how you create traction. They're not even a car brand. Right. It
0: has nothing to do with cars. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I know these things are exploding all over, all over social media, and, you know, every, I mean, most of the stuff people are probably telling you, like, it's not. And I've been here. They're real as real gets. And they're like, that's not real. It's not going to run. I bet you can't drive it. You know, like, that's probably what everybody's saying to you on the phone or DMing you and all this stuff. Give okay, me that. Now, these shops were at another shop before they came here and they kind of they stalled out over there and this guy didn't see it happen. So this guy's already got time committed to somebody else then hits you with a, I like to get them done by SEMA. And how long ago is this? Because these buses, as we're in his, as your shop today, these buses are painted, mostly assembled. One's out for interior, but the yellow one's ready for wheels and to be on the ground pretty much. Tomorrow. So it'll be on the ground tomorrow. That's correct. And how long have you been working on these? About eight and a half weeks, I
1: think. But we, we haven't worked on them hard yet, which is funny. I hate to say that. Like, we're working on them, but this is not like SEMA crunch. I mean, we have all these solar displays and TwitchCon, so much stuff. Normally, we'd be 100% of these cars, but we've got, got plenty of time. That's my that's my thing. But SEMA's in a couple weeks Since
0: you're usually putting the car together in the parking lot at SEMA, like finishing the last pieces. Really?
1: These cars will be like, done a week before that. It's funny because everybody's like, how do you get them done? like the Brown come back? We have three days of assembly and we're done. And it's done. The whole thing's already assembled. Every motor's in drive chain is done. Both set wheels on, I put a rebalance on, and the Volkswagen's are not hard. When you see all the parts, basically I pre-package everything when I build the disassembly. I mean, these cars are not. It's so, a
0: Volkswagen. So, for the people listening, walk us through the process. Like, you get the rendering. What, what's the process now? You got the bus, and and how do you go from bus to wide bodies to all this stuff? So,
1: the way the way the way the process normally works is you obviously get an idea, a rendering, or something from somebody. Which is rendering is just a piece of paper, right? No measurements, have nothing. So, when you got a when you get a car, what we do is we take the car and we will basically digitally scan the whole entire car, A side and B side. Which B side is A side, the outside of the vehicle is what you see. B-side is the door jams, the infrastructure, and all that stuff. you got to have all that stuff when you build a car because a side's is easy to build. Anybody can build a fender, it's sold on another fender and bonded on it. And on. the underside is
0: not correct and doesn't work right and it flaps when it goes down the road. Oh, well, yeah. You know, stuff. I mean,
1: I built something that's strong and that's secure. That works, so... We'll scan the whole entire vehicle and then we basically take the image that we have and basically recreate all the surfaces. So you kind of
0: scale it to the so you'll take the digital dimension of the outside of the vehicle and kind of scale
1: well. No, we, you take the scaling of the car, it is, mm-hmm. and but you have to design all the new pieces. So it's not scaling, we're not making the car any bigger. It's so not mean scaling up or scaling down. Right, right. I'm just designing
0: all the body exterior. Yeah, I, that, for, that's what I was saying. So you're scaling the rendering to the size of the existing vehicle to try to make everything proportional. Yeah,
1: but the problem is we don't have, we couldn't take the, the rendering and actually put it in the computer and be like, and then it. It doesn't, ex- it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't
0: exist. Yeah, well,
1: rendering's paper. I got to put something in the computer. I just don't scan a piece of paper and it pops up. Blink. Right. We're basically taking like, okay, how far do we want it out? Let's go with that. So we went back and forth. Like, okay, we want eight inches in the rear, six in the front. Okay, how about 10 in the rear? So we did a bunch of renderings or a bunch of digital renderings and the data to see
0: where we want the wheels. Like there's no right or wrong.
1: So this so
0: so the starting of this design is from the wheels up. Yeah, you got
1: you got to set a package, right? Basically, put the wheels in position, like you know, obviously we're running 14s in the rear. It's
0: ridiculous. You're inch tires wide. with at the
1: 315 right. 30. So you see that we're not trying to run a small tire to get the car low. Right. Which is one of our challenges
0: was What's the biggest challenge with a bus? Like any bus as soon as you go bigger than 15 inches, you're go, you're bringing it up as much as you're trying to take it down. And then what then the other problem is with a bus is as you lay it out, you've now tucked the front tire up underneath the fender well, and you've got a tub fender and then you've got limited turning radius. Like there's the problems just start compounding because of VW bus. when you're sitting like this. It was, yeah, and then, you, and then the seat elevation moves up towards the roof 12 inches, and you, now you're the hunchback of uh, Riverside because you're driving around hunched over your steering wheel the whole time. With the way you design this, you have what size, what's the diameter of the front tire? The diameter of front tire is a 195 30. Seventeen. So it's like a twenty-six inch tall, twenty-five inch, twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. And, it, and full lock to lock. Full lock to lock. No, it's it's not going to rub on anything. And you've stretched the suspension in the front. How wide? Sixteen inches, eight inches per side. So it's eight inches per side widened. So it's a sixteen inch wide body front. You've moved everything on the outside. Now how high? How close to the roof are you sitting in this thing? Exactly the way it was before. So we you did not took, move the seat at all. So you took the, the factory seat dimension and you're locked right there. We never touched the factory seat. And how much travel will the car have? Ten inches. So we will have ten inches of travel at ride height driving. Obviously, you're not going to drive it yeah, straight. Yeah, the ride the height will have.
1: I could bring. I have right now between eight and ten inches of movement in okay. the airbag suspension, which we'll have to eliminate. We'll to put a stop on. But I only want like four inches. I don't need to have any more than that. Right. that mine's full laid out. I'll probably right. put
0: it to at center and give it plenty of adjunct. And so you'll be able to drive this bus, haul the mail down the road and everything, and no yeah. issues. That's I mean it's it's unbelievable to see, like even looking at it. But it's, that's part of engineering. Yeah. I
1: engineered it to make it work. I didn't build it to make it work. There's a big difference, right? Yeah. I already knew in my in the computer that it works generated. Because yep. I've kind of done it.
0: Now what have some of the challenges been now? now Diving back into your original VW bloodline, right? But now, you're, now your two worlds are coming together, right? Your, your VW world and your concept card world is coming together. What limitations have you seen and has this spurred any ideas for you, like for the VW aftermarket or any of this kind of stuff where you're like, man, this sucks and they should build it. Because you've been building everything from Japanese cars to American cars to you name it. Has there been anything that you've seen like, man, this is stupid, and if they did something like... I mean, is is it, like, almost archaic, the stuff that you're having to re I mean, I, I, I
1: chose to use all the factory stuff this time. I know there's a lot of independent suspension companies out there, but it's the same thing. It's like, what do you do within budget reasons? Like, I didn't want to spend... Go machine mount suspension, but like I said, I already designed my my bus
0: with the full Corvette suspension, front and rear. Right, your but when you're we're going to talk about your bus in a second. How your bus? But is it's going like out. so.
1: I've done all this stuff, but am I going to spend another fifty grand in suspension when I'm only going to you know the car is only hundred. And the,
0: and and these are and these cars from that standpoint are going to be in the level of like level of like show cars. This will be more usable than any of them.
1: Yeah, it's not a, it's a driving car. That's what I'm
0: saying. This is a fully functioning door slammer. Like, it's not like, oh, after 20 door slams, the door starts to sag and things fall apart and all that stuff. Like, this thing is is built, engineered, and this thing should last long as you want to drive it. And and really looking at what the car is going to be used for, it's never going to get worn out, probably. Yeah. But we're
1: hoping, we're hoping to drive it quite a bit. Like, the client's already like, I want to have it at my house, and he wants it at his house. And. We want to have some fun with it. We, I mean, well, it's going to go everywhere. we I want
0: to chase the guys down from Original Cascade. We're going to get them on the podcast and talk about this thing because you've got to make a, it's got to, every other car, would you agree that if you wanted to build any kind of LS whatever, it's easier than these buses? Yeah,
1: I mean, most of my, I mean, I don't know. Every car is a little bit different for me. I mean, we build huge LS motor. We built, you know, 632s, 540s. We built some crazy builds. It's just as different. I mean, you're dealing with old stuff instead of all new stuff. You know, as you pop it in, Volkswagen, yeah, you buy a new motor, blah, blah, blah. blah.
0: And everybody makes everything for the LS. Yeah, but like we're
1: trying, to, we're trying to get that suspension to be lower than anybody in the industry. It's going to be. You know, we're not just taking the motor chain and move it up. I mean, we're trying to do certain things, but we want to keep it within reason in a budget. So that's the whole thing. Like, I could build the sickest chassis and pop a body on a chassis and have this car sit on the ground even better than this. But there's got to be a way in the
0: budget, you know. One hundred percent. And speaking of that budget, like you've been in this industry for thirty years, you've been in this industry and building a VW. Like you want to build a Chevy, with your history with concept cars and all this stuff, you knock on somebody's door, like say, "Hey, I'm building a I'm building a, a Dodge uh, Charger over here. I'm looking for some parts and pieces." Are people going, well, we're going to give you retail plus 10 plus whatever? Or in the, in the industry, what you come from in your background normally, is it difficult for you to get, like, people want to be a part of your projects? Yeah,
1: I, mean, I can pretty much get anybody to give me anything that I really want.
0: Well, how has the VW world been with you? Oh, that? we talking about this one. It's great. Get nobody. <laughs> like nobody's, get, and that's the wildest thing about VW stuff, right? Like that everybody tells you, yeah, yeah, everybody says the car is going to be so, special. So I
1: went to Brother's.
0: Not the bag on brother.
1: Great, great engine builder. Hey, I'm only white body buses. What do you think about, you know, give him a little bit off the top?
0: He's like, we already have too much work. We don't need extra work. Hold on. But how much of a discount were you like, ah, eh, you know, if he threw me? Uh, I was having for a little, this guy, like the, a couple hundred bucks, something.
1: I mean, spent 10 grand with them. I mean, it's like, give me a little bit off. And then, but then uh, the more I looked at it, I was like, I'm, I've always been tired in this industry. Like, when I'm done with these cars, every mofo is gonna be like I fucked up right you should have been on board so it's like didn't no matter who you ask like any boat they're always no 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 it's, it's like transmission I would you know with we somebody to get transmissions and bought the transmissions and then I, we went to met we met with them over something else. was suspension we're like hey we want to put IRS in now and I've worked with that and he's like oh I have a bus here check it out so I went over there and then we showed him our building and he was like oh fuck I should have been part of this fucking build. So
0: he didn't just refund your money, like here, man. I just put no, my but I'm like no, you're like, no, no, you're like right. I said, which is fine because it's have, not. It's have... really not about that. It's not about trying to get something.
1: I, I, I don't want nothing for free. Right,
0: and and but but I also think there's there's something to be said, like, hey, I'd like you to be a part of this thing because I, I I'm like that personally, right? Like I'll go buy some stuff. I do my podcast. I'll go buy some. stuff. If someone says, hey, man, I'm gonna give you some stuff, would you talk about it on your podcast? Yeah, no problem. I would do that. But if someone, I go someplace, I've gone to some places here where I've bought rubber and stuff for my car. But I will purposely, I'm not going to bring up brands and all that stuff because of course. they're not, it, it's not I'm, not, I'm not, first, I'm not trying to do that for my audience. But second, it's like if someone, if someone wants to help the, because it's a help-help community, you know what I mean? And it, it works both ways. So I, 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 I know we talked about that, and it was really interesting how it seems the VW world seems to just be like, they're on their own island. I'm the only game in town. Use me or use nobody. And it's just different, right? I mean, it's completely different than like— but I think
1: seeing these buses now and people now realizing what they didn't do for me right, is kicking them in the ass. Like, I said, we worked. Like I told you we bought the air suspension with somebody. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'll give you a barcode. If someone buys them off your barcode, I'll give you give you a discount. I was like, how in the—you f- would not tell me if the, uh, my barcode is being used and give you— price? Come on, you're not going to do that. Right. But anyways, like I told everybody, you give me shit, I promote the shit out of you. Right. Well, you know how many followers we get on every single hit? Oh, yeah, millions and yeah. like millions right now. And people, and then that guy hit me up. Why
0: Why didn't you? Why aren't you tagging me? And you're like, I, I paid for it. it. I paid for it.
1: You know, the only person, like AL13, which is doing our wheels. Those motherfuckers came, like, we want to help you. I don't care what you We want what to be take. part of your yeah. bill. Yeah. Falcon Tires did the same thing. And then A1 Performance of the, the exhaust people. Yeah, yeah, He came yeah. here as like. He was bugging me, bugging me, and he's like, "Hey, I've only called two people in my lifetime to put my exhaust in your cars, right? As if I really want them on your cars." I'm like, "Cool." A super nice guy came Saturday. Tiger's a good dude. Great dude, and he's like, "So, how do you want to pay for him?" I said, "I said, okay, can you check what you want to do." I said, "Or if you want me to promote it, I'll do that for free." I said, "But trust me, I, I, I'm all game about paying for it. Yeah, yeah, i do not want for, for, for
0: anything free." And but he's if you like,
1: see "The,", the and I said, "You know what? You know, you know, obviously the bus and Instagram, what they're doing for everybody." I said. I said I would definitely take care of you if you do it for free. I like, get end of story. I wouldn't go any further than that. He's like, he's like, you've been around this path before, haven't you? I'm like, yeah, of course I have. I'm not stupid. That's what you do. I said, yeah. but I said I'm not going to put myself out there for anybody. I have a good reputation.
0: I'm not going to put myself out there for you. If you do Shit for me. And he's like,
1: done. Here you go for
0: free. But it's but the reality is, it's really about helping helping people in the community and and like I said, especially in the VW world some of some of the people are the best engineers and developers and the worst marketeers. And it's like, I wish I had something. I'm, I'm here doing a podcast because I'm like, these buses are all over first. Second, I'm passionate about them. Third, everyone wants to know the story and what better. You know, there's no magazine article that someone's going to sit through and read to get all this detail about these. The
1: things. only thing you got to say about Volkswagen people, if you break down the side of the road, they'll help
0: you. Yeah, 100%. no. No. They're genuine people, but there's something happens when they cross by the, the line. <laughs> when they cross the line into yeah, it, the life. business side of it, it you just like you said,
1: I'm the only game. The, you're not the only game.
0: No, they 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 all started as enthusiasts, and just this weekend I had my big one crazy weekend VW show at the Orleans Hotel. And it was it was an interactive event, all this kind of stuff. And I and I was jealous that I couldn't go on the poker run because I'd be there to deal the last card. And I watched everybody having this fun. But I was, I was out, I was in the shop, checking out cars. I'm still an enthusiast. And for me, it's like everybody's like, How many cars you have? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't count. I don't care. How much money did you make? I don't care. Like, that's not, so not about that. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it to create something for the community. And there's something to be said about. The genuine aspect of of doing that in anything that you do, whether you're manufacturing parts or pieces like Tiger, like Tiger's like, yeah, you know what? I want to be I want to be part of this thing, and he's he sees kind of the bigger vision of it. So, I think it's I think it's great. I think what this is going to do, this has the the opportunity to branch. Out. I know you and I have discussed some stuff about a possible Brazilian that you may be wanting to build, and you know I'm going to do everything I can to kind of connect you with the right people so that you can get that project moving. Because I love seeing stuff like this. You know, I love seeing it. Come
1: out well, I think this
0: to whole fruition. thing is be really disrupting the industry. No, I think, I think 100% because now people, everything in the Volkswagen world, I mean, even up until like people started actually narrowing beams, up until then it was like you could only run so many wheels. Well, now that they're narrowing beams, everybody took narrowing beams to a massive extreme. Well, now that you can come up with a different method of, Getting that car all the way to the ground and doing some stuff, and it might not be your cup of tea. But I'm telling you right now, I'll drive that bus in two seconds, bro. And you ain't—I love all platforms and all types of cars, and I don't need to be convinced. Like, I, it doesn't have to be super rare OG. I've got rare stuff. I don't care. Like, I'm all about like if it's got that curb appeal, man, I'm all about it. And these cars—I mean, these things are stunners, man. Like the, the way yeah, it's I
1: mean,
0: especially in the time. Like that's the, the part that's that's difficult to understand. Is like the, the time it took to get them done, the quality that's there, and and going from nothing, you know what I mean? Like from nothing, from concept to, to these things is just incredible, especially in, in nine weeks of time. Um, what's the, been the most difficult thing on these projects specifically, if anything? I mean, I'm sure there's- I mean,
1: you always face some difficulty. I mean, office suspension has been difficult because we're trying to get these buses so low and we're trying to keep the same seat packaging. We're trying to keep this, we're trying to keep that. So really trying to figure out the rear end is actually pretty easy. The front end was what? Like, fuck, we got to cut it 16 inches, which is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. But then we had to bring the suspension up inside the frame another three inches on top of itself. So it's like we couldn't bring – we couldn't have our articulation of suspension to get that far even lower low than we want. Right. But that's what people don't understand. People don't understand, like, to get the articulation up front being the goal we want to go. Oh, yeah.
0: You got to raise without the Without going tranny. past ridiculous certain
1: yeah. – I mean, but we did it. Like, we, we had to take the steering, the shifting linkage – Put a freaking big V in it and recreate everything you'd want to know about how shit works. Everything has to be tough. Like the teeter tube, fucking the throttle cable, the e-brake cable, everything has to be moved. So It's not like you're just moving a beam. You're moving every component. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that stays. But you have to—but still, when you look at it, it's still it's like a stock bus. People are like, you look underneath it, it's so super clean. Like, we didn't chrome play or anything. and painted it. We made everything's all powder-coated. And, yeah, it's
0: just— It's, it's super— it's just a clean— It's cleaner than most display well, yeah, vehicles. But, you know what I mean? I mean, you've seen it. I, I, I got to tell you, the first time I saw after Gone to 60 Seconds, I ran over to uh, I ran over this place in Vegas that had a Gone to 60 Seconds Mustang there, and it was an actual movie car. And I'm going to tell you right now, bro, I was sadly disappointed when I came. There was overspray on the window frames. I mean, it was because it's a movie car, and I was. that's when I realized everything on TV is not real. <laughs> but, I mean, these cars, for being built, quote, unquote, as like a show car for, for a marketing vehicle type thing, these are built to go, to drive, to do everything you want them. So, I mean, kudos to you, man, because these things are.
1: I mean, it's funny. The client came to us and said, I just put a, a cheap paint job on a bottom, and I was like, "Yeah, right. I can't do that."
0: Like your names on it, exactly.
1: I mean, they're still not perfect. They're they're nice. They're they're badass. I mean, people are looking at these things. They're they're fucking. It's a showpiece for a lot of people. But I mean, it's not. I'm a big Riddler builder. Like I think it's like perfect, but it's for. Stuff we're gonna be doing with it. We got to
0: be. You got to be within a budget. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, let's say everything we're doing is perfect. Brand new glass no. my logos on it. I mean, it's I, every, by far
0: better than both restorations. Everything. Everything that I've seen here puts us at puts us puts us at a high level build. Yeah. For the VW world, and I dig it. I'm I'm super excited. I'm glad that you're bringing it to SEMA. Now, how difficult was it to get in? I, that's I'm shocked too because we talked about SEMA, and I made a phone call with one of the big the big mofos in the in VW world, and I said, look. Talk to the marketing guy. I'm like, hey, do you are you already situated for SEMA? And I didn't want to really be too pushy, but I just kind of said, because like one of the biggest deals in the VW world is gonna be at SEMA's these buses that are being built that are like over the top. He's like, no, no, we're already booked, we're already this, we're already that. If I'm that guy, I'm looking at these things going, I need that in my booth because that's gonna draw eyeballs and that's gonna make people come to the booth. How? Because the, with the VW world, it's not like every. The VW world is such an old car that even the people. You don't that are, have the vendors going there. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're, they're different people. So, there might be an opportunity to kind of cross platform vendors I for think, some I different think Instagram stuff. already
1: did that for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have people who hated Volkswagens are like, I don't like Volkswagens, but that's fucking badass. Like, right. we get that all over Instagram where people are now cross referencing. Like, now it's a hot rod. Right. In theory, it's no longer a bus because we did so much to it. People are. That different genres that younger people are like, this is sick because now the young kids like wild bodies, this wild body, that's, I think we brought a whole nother generation into it with these cars that we may not, when that maybe see finally now I'm going to Volkswagen, but we lost oh, that yeah. generation. We're the older generation buying Volkswagen. The kids are not, but I think doing this kind of shit now, people, these young kids are like, because we have a lot of young kids
0: I see on Instagram, like that's fucking cool. Like they I want, want to it. do it. Yeah. And even though they have the money is like, I wish I won a lottery. And that's, and and when it comes down to it, that's what it's all about. It's all about, it's all about inspiring young kids. I mean, that's, that's me, me, that's me. That's you. We were standing on a street corner, a car drove by and we're like, dang, man, I want to be that dude one day. What what I got to do to be that guy? Right. Get a 57 Chevy Candy Apple Red. Like that whole thing is how it comes together, which, and that's, what's been missing so much. like in the whole rat rod ratty car world is like, it doesn't inspire young kids to get into those cars. And I think you're 100. percent I bet you'll be seeing this thing. You, you know, you'll be seeing these things on Forza and all that stuff. You know, I I wouldn't be. I see the Hot Wheels. Yeah, you no, know, I see a Hot Wheels for that thing coming, man. So, uh, I think we've I think we've all hit it. Like
1: I said, my my whole even my passion still today is bringing young talent in and teaching what we do. But like I said. I would love to show more case of my talents and stuff and teach people, but it's hard.
0: And, and speaking of that, like if anybody's in this area, in this in this Southern California, in this Riverside, world, Corona, wherever area, you're open to apprentices that want to come down here and learn how to do I've offered be... people from
1: all over the world to come here. They people want to call come me here. like, I'm like, show up.
0: You're just looking for, and you're just looking for a hard worker. I, I want someone to learn the passion. Put his nose down. It makes a big difference. I mean, Passion makes all the difference in the world when you're doing this. I just tell people, hey, you want the same passion I do? Come work with me.
1: I mean, we build the badass and best shit. I mean, the, I'm not a big company, but we fucking just build cool shit all day long. And no. And who doesn't want to be a part of that, right? That's why I'm inspired. I come work every day. I mean, I inspire what we do. And I'm, I love to teach everybody kind of like the whole industry business. My industry is not
0: anybody else's industry. Right. Me. Yeah. You're, you are you are all over the place. That's yeah. for sure. You're, you're in every part of everything. But Man, I definitely appreciate you coming on taking the time for us on the podcast, man. Anything we left out you wanted to, to, to touch base on that you think we did touch on? Once I'm built, come hit us up. That's it, man. Hey, I can, I can attest to that. The, the stuff that I've seen in this shop, it's everything from air-cooled to water-cooled, from exotics to your everyday, your, your 67 Impala the tube chassis whatever whatever you want built man uh hit up uh Kenny fitzer design if you can think it i I assure you there's one dude that can build it and that's the shop right here man thanks thanks for coming on the podcast for people to get in touch with you it's at kenny fitzer design on instagram and then my website is uh, kenny fitzer designs and then facebook kenny fitzer yeah all right well brother thanks for coming on. i appreciate it take care all right brother later well, you heard it here first, guys. Let's talk dubs. Bringing it to you, like always, the cutting-edge first interview of the guy that built those wide-body buses. If you guys dig the story, check him out, follow him, follow him on Instagram, and uh, give Kenny Fitzer a shot, man. If you're wanting to build anything like that, man, he is your guy. There is no question about that. Don't forget to support our sponsors, Ross Wolf, high-quality, aftermarket VW parts, built by enthusiasts, for enthusiasts, and... VW Trends Magazine. Subscribe today at VWTrendsMagazine.com. The new issue is out now. And if you guys want to support the podcast, like always, go to Let's Talk pick up some merch. I have a shout out for today. Shout out goes to Robert Blackman, and he's out of Pocono Lake, PA. Appreciate him for supporting the podcast, man. Thanks for uh, doing all you do. He says, Bill, keep up the great work on the podcast and thanks for all you do for our scene. I'm hoping to get the T and cap by November 17th and I'll be repping LTD at the German Air Drag in South Carolina on November 18th. P.S. Check out Pro Wagon Performance on Instagram and Facebook. He posts a bunch of stuff from the East Coast shows. So guys, go check him out. Give him a follow up, Pro Wagon on Instagram. Well, guys, we got more podcasts coming up. Tons of great stuff. I look forward to bringing you guys a lot of exclusives from SEMA until next week guys later you probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagenck the Volks